Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. show about science. This is your host, Nate, and today we are going to talk about an out-of-this-world topic, space, and planets, and its, and its, and stars, ours, ours. So stay tuned for an awesome episode. Hello? Hello, Nate. Could you introduce yourself? Yes, sure. Uh, I'm Michael Gillon, and I'm an astronomer at uh, the University of Liège in Belgium. So, Michael, how did you get interested in space and science? Since I'm a kid, I am fascinated by the possible existence of life elsewhere in the universe. Even when I was your age, I was wondering about the possible existence of life elsewhere. And at some point, I decided to search for life as a job. And to do this, I decided to do uh, astronomy and to study science. And it was a good time to do it because it was becoming more and more possible that at some point we should be able to detect life. So this was really my fascination and passion for this possible existence of life that motivated me to do this job. And I'm very happy doing this job. Very lucky to do it, too. So how did you discover TRAPPIST-1? We discovered this amazing planetary system using a small telescope, which is in Chile. It is called TRAPPIST. This is why the system is called TRAPPIST-1. And we discovered this system by uh, looking at the star and waiting for planets to pass in front of the star, hoping to see this. So we don't really see the planets. What we see is that when a planet passes in front of the star, there is a drop of brightness, a dimming, because the planet hides a part of the star, and this is what we measure. The star is dimmer, and so we can deduce that there is a planet. And we observe intensively this star. We detected one planet and two, three. And at the end, we concluded that there were seven planets around this uh, nearby small star. So what is a planetary system? So a planetary system is a set of planets that are orbiting the same star. And in this case, there are seven of them 
at least they could be others, we don't know. And they are all armed to the star by a force that is called gravitation. And so our own planetary system, the solar system, is composed of eight planets, including our own planet Earth. And all these planets are circling around uh, the, the sun, which is our star. So why did you name it TRAPPIST-1? <laughs> uh, that's a funny story. We, we wanted to give uh, to our telescope a name that refers to our country, Belgium. So Belgium is a tiny country. There are many people in the world that don't know about Belgium. But we are famous here for one thing, which is the beers. We have good beers, and uh, among these beers, the best ones are the Trappist ones. They are made by uh, monks, and they are really excellent, and a lot of people around the world knows about the Trappist beers. So this is why we call our telescope like this. And when you detect a planetary system around a star, generally you can give to the system the name of the project. So our project is called TRAPPIST, and we called this planetary system TRAPPIST-1, the one being for the first system that we discovered with TRAPPIST. What did you name the seven TRAPPIST planets? The name of the planet is not really cool. There is a rule that forces us to call the planets of the name of the star followed by a small letter, so a lowercase letter starting from B. So we have TRAPPIST-1, B, C, D, E, F, G, and H. And uh, we would like to use other names, but we can't. It's the rule of the what is called the International Astronomical Union. So very serious guys that make rules. Okay. What happens if you don't follow those rules? <laughs> well, we could use uh, in our... Uh, communication or between us we can use other names it's not a problem even in books and so on but officially in the scientific journals and so on the names have to be correctly used so uh, we won't have a big problem if we don't use these names but they won't be officially accepted and so it's only if there is a large request from the public to change the names, that the names could be changed. If a lot of people ask to this uh, astronomical union to change the name of the planet and to give them coolest name, it could happen, actually. Okay, so if I look up in the sky with the telescope, could I possibly discover a new star? What would be my cues? if I discovered a new star? Basically, all the bright stars have been discovered. And what we detect now are stars that are difficult to be detected, but they can be very close. But you would need a big telescope to see them, because if we haven't detected them yet, it's because they are very faint. And uh, you would need a very sensitive, very efficient, very powerful telescope to detect them. So detecting a new star is not easy with a small telescope, but you could detect an exoplanet in front of a known star because if you're lucky, you could see the star getting dimmer when an unknown planet passes in front of it. 
So it's just a question of work, basically. By the way, what is an exoplanet? So an exoplanet is a planet that is beyond our solar system and which is orbiting around another star. So in our galaxy, which is called the Milky Way, there are hundreds of billions of stars. And the sun is just one of them. So there are many, many stars in our galactic uh, neighborhood, cosmic neighborhood. And so uh, we are trying to detect planets around these stars. And so far we have detected, when I say we, I mean the scientific community, has detected more than 3,000 of these exoplanets. But 25 years ago, they were known. So it's really something which is new. Before, people were not sure that there were planets around other stars. Now we are sure. What happens if life is on another planet? How do we discover it? Oh, that's something that we are really excited about. These planets around Trappist ones, the way we could detect life on them is by studying the atmosphere. So on Earth, the atmosphere of the Earth contains some molecules that are produced by life. For instance, in the air that you're breathing, there is oxygen, and this oxygen was basically produced by plants through something which is called photosynthesis. So life modifies the atmosphere of a planet. And so if there's life out there, the life should have modified the composition of the atmospheres. So what we plan to do is to use a very big telescope that is being built right now by NASA, which is called the James Webb Space Telescope, to point it towards these planets and to use it to study the atmosphere of the planet, the composition. And the way we're going to do this is the following. When the planet as in front of the star, the atmosphere of the planet filtrates a bit the light of the star. And so the light of the star is a bit modified, a bit changed, and by measuring this, we could study the atmosphere of the planet itself. We want to do this for the second planet and search for traces of life in the atmospheres. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, it's my pleasure, Nate. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.